And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 52 day. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Supreme Clientele Barbershop located in Brownstown Shopping Center in Oberge, New Jersey. We are in tough times right now. Um, we're supposed to be on self-lockdown, self-quarantine. Uh, don't really know how much of that is actually going on. So if you're still going out and you're looking to, to get a fresh haircut, you're looking to get a nice shape up, get a nice fade, whatever it may be, go down to our guys at Supreme Clientele Barbershop in Browntown, New Jersey, in Browntown, Oldbridge, New Jersey, I should say. Shout out to our guys, Dave and Ray over there, as always. Those are our guys. Thank you guys for sponsoring the pod. Um, I know right now, um, I don't even know. What they was, are open. They're, no, they're open. I just don't know what's going on with just all these sorts of businesses closing down. Um, make sure everyone, you still need a cut. You're heading on over to Supreme Clientele. The vibes are still way up and lit over there. Uh, they were actually playing. Uh, Ray's got Chris's uh, Chris's tape on on his on that his surprise in his aux over there. So it's lit over there. You go there, run up some bands. Um, <laughs> let's get into the Bear Down Sports Association League this week. Um, let's start off by saying that the rumors of Brandon Kurtzman having coronavirus are not. True. I know you had some people <laughs> hit you up after Augie's Instagram post, Kurtzman, if you no, want to respond to his No, it was Snapchat, and I didn't even know what was happening. People were texting me, like, are you okay? Are you good? And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, what's going on? And there, I, I look at Snapchat, and I see that he posted it. Uh, <laughs> Augie's an idiot. Um, he took it down, obviously, because I don't want people thinking that I have coronavirus. I do not have coronavirus. I am actually one of the people that thinks this is serious and has been saying it's serious before. I think the rest of the, a lot of the people that were non-believers. So I've been taking proper precautions for sure. Me and Kurtzman are actually going to do something a little bit different on today's podcast. We're going to talk about the league. We're going to do bear down. But then after that, I think we're just in a spot where a lot of people listen to this and a lot of you guys are sports fans and just like me and Kurtzman we're dying without sports right now so we're just going to talk about some stuff like just some sports stuff just general sports stuff that are not on um that's 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 not not bear down down. so we'll do that at the end of the pod so if you're interested in listening to that just stick around for the the length of the podcast so let's jump into the uh we'll talk about the i know it's been a long time since we've been on um hectic week obviously with everything just going on in the world uh so again we'll do a quick recap of the games from last week i know you weren't there i was there for most of the day i missed i missed the whole first game missed basically the entire second game but i went back and rewatched the the bad boys verse Wolfpack, and I saw and I watched a little bit also of a section verse underdogs so I'll be able to still talk about every game but it's going to be a light recap the games were a week ago as we're recording this basically it's been about a week since we last yeah. played so let's, yeah uh, before we before we do that let's talk about the uh the overall situation of the league what we got going on in terms of you scheduling yeah, and just, yeah I want you I want you to, to take over right here and uh Basically, give give the breakdown on, on what you've been hearing. Yeah. So basically, we're taking this day by day. I am in contact with SJV basically every single day of the week just to see where they're at, what they're doing. Uh, last I heard, the school was closed down this week. The rest, I think they closed down on Thursday and Friday. They shut down rentals for this weekend. They are going to update me daily as they're doing. They disinfected the entire school this weekend. Yeah. So that's obviously a good sign, but I'm taking it day by day. When he tells me the rentals are open, we'll make a decision based on everything that's kind of just going on. Um, in terms of scheduling, 
most teams have two games left to play. There's two teams who have one game left to play, and there's one team, the Grain Grind, who still has three games, so they'll be playing a doubleheader one of the next two weeks. Um, but other than that, there's two weeks left in the two weeks left in the regular season, and then we will hopefully get to the playoffs. Guys, just want you to know that there will we will finish the season. Yeah, at some point we're not we, the NBA. We are not. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna finish the season. Like if we have to just tell teams like, hey, you come in and play, then you leave. Next team comes in, we'll figure it out somehow, some way. But it'll get done. I don't want the season to end eight games in where we don't even decide. We don't get to see who wins the league because yeah. it's been a very good league thus far, and I want to see who comes out on top. I um I think that was pretty good, Kersman. I, I like that. Um, there's just uh, we're gonna play it safe here. Yeah, so if, I'm if, not taking if chances. We're not taking chances. Um, God forbid. I just can't even imagine like men's basketball league. Uh, ten members contract the coronavirus because they didn't stop playing. Like yeah. I just so much so much just, better just to play it safe. We rather play it safe. I think everyone out there, no one's given us any kind of shit for it. But no, I think everyone understands what the situation um, of the kind of the world is. Also, as of literally 20 minutes ago, the men's league that me and TJ play in just closed down their facility so that's kind of where we're at in yeah. terms of there we're, there's a lot of people doing what's, ha- what's, what's yeah. what we're doing right now so um let's, let's get to a, let's, let's get to uh let's, let's get to last week let's get to the last week i yeah. want to start off with the a section game mm-hmm. um let's start off i want to start off by apologizing actually uh there was a miscommunication throughout the week that um i definitely have a part in uh just it had to do with subbing and we love Larry. We want Larry to play in our leagues. Believe me. We think Larry is a phenomenal player. He would give us amazing content. Amazing <laughs> content every single week. Uh, he brings just, you know, he's just one of the elite players in the league if he was if he was to be playing. So it's, it's not the fact that, you know, he was so great, which is why they end up getting the forfeit. Um, they end up getting the forfeit, Kurtzman. I'll kind of turn it over to you here. Uh, basically because we, we kind of told them, throughout the week that he he can't play and I did a poor job of communicating and that just the, wording your my text. language my language the language of my text the the way I worded it was incorrect I said if you have seven players you know then you could have your sub meaning Larry their sub would be their seventh player they took it as Larry could be the eighth because we if we only have seven of our original guys complete misunderstanding I definitely have a part in that and I wanted to get that out there for anyone on a section I do have to take blame in this I just wanted to clear that yeah no and I also do too um as the guy who you guys all look at basically as the face of the league at this point um I just definitely want to also apologize I feel like it was a terrible situation it was a it was a easy storm of events for something to happen like this I was working in the city I got to the games late TJ was in LA there, for yeah. his anniversary um Augie was doing a bunch of things at one time he didn't even oh, he know was doing who Larry was oh, he was like, doing clock Stats. and stats for both teams yeah in the first yeah. game so I think it was just a hectic day there was a lot going on I show up with like five minutes left in the in the game I wasn't going to stop the game um, I should have communicated better after the game to Green instead of them finding out in such a shitty way but it is what it is um, I don't think it takes away from the league I think it's just a miscommunication and just so there's a clarification and there shouldn't have to be I tweeted out if you need if you need a clarification on subs or anything the, the last sentence of the t- of the tweet said Text Commissioner Kurtzman. Not that TJ and Augie don't have the same say that I do, but it just comes down to, like, I I told you to text me. (laughs) So just be better. Communicate with me. If you communicate with TJ, make sure you also communicate with me. If you communicate with Augie, make sure you also communicate with me. I don't want these things happening again. I felt really bad about doing it, but it's something that I feel like a good 
league is someone that it, they follow the rules and they stay firm on their rules regardless of the situation. And I also believe that when someone does something that's against the rules, the way to handle the situation is to you punish them to the point where no one else tries to do the same thing. So although it was a miscommunication, I need to take a stand. I need to make sure that everyone knows the sub rules. If you have less than seven guys, meaning that on your roster, six people are showing up, you are allowed to bring a seventh. I don't want teams dying out there playing 44 minutes a game. I mean, I know some guys in the league do play 44 minutes a game, but there's a lot of guys who need breaks and they're guys who can't play 44 minutes a game. So I just want to get that. We want to both get that out there and kind of just move on from the situation. Yeah, just uh, last time, I apologize for my part in that too. Um, you could definitely trust me or Augie through a text message. Yeah, um, no. I communicated with two separate people from A section. Uh, I thought it was clear. Obviously, it wasn't. And then I wasn't there Sunday. If I was there Sunday, even if you weren't there, Gertrude, if I was there yeah, Sunday, yeah, no. it would have just been way smoother. It just, Augie didn't even know who the sub was. It just wasn't, it, it was just. He was wearing a jersey. Yeah, it was yeah, a perfect like, storm you know. for, for something bad to happen. And that's what happened. I wanted to apologize to A section. Just. Uh, I just hope nothing like this ever happens again in the league, and I don't think it will. And at the end of the day, no league is perfect. We do our best to give you guys everything we can, and that's just that. All right, um, get into the game here. Uh, the I section game? Yeah, Kurtzman is going to be carrying. I'm going to have to carry this Chris was carrying the podcast. The recap. The recap. The recap. I was not there this weekend, so I'm just going to be relying on you. I'm going to ask questions as a fan. Yeah, um, so the game was high scoring. It was super intense, back and forth uh, action. Bobby finished with 39, another super efficient day for him. Larry finished with like 35, 37, somewhere in that range. So, you know, he was doing everything for them as well. Piscopo was playing well. Tompkins hit a few big shots towards the end of the game to kind of help them pull away. Um, very back and forth the whole game. I felt like um, the underdogs kind of just missed some shots, got a lot of, got, got a lot of good looks. But just couldn't comp- couldn't stick with them towards the end of the game. Green did a very good job executing late in the game to kind of pull away, take the game by the horns, and make sure that they came out with the win. Um, overall, I think it was a really good game. Uh, it was high intensity. There were a lot of uh, it was a crowd for both teams, kind of. They both had like little fan sections, so the gym was loud. It was intense, um, but it was overall a good game, and I'm excited for both teams going forward. How do we feel now after this game, two weeks left? How do we feel about Bobby's chances at an MVP? I think Bobby has a great chance at MVP. I saw he post on Instagram uh, one of the, the picture from this most recent week's player card, and he said, "I show up every week. What are you going to say about me now?" And mm. that's kind of just the point. He, an MVP, is someone who shows up every single week, and he. If you haven't seen the Instagram, Bobby has been on the Instagram every single week because. Listen, we try to get new faces on there, but when you're going off like this every single week, you're going to you're gonna get on there. He's doing 30-plus every game, and with Ty Boogie being out, um, he's really had to even more up the scoring load, uh, handle the scoring load for them, uh, not to take away from the other players. Bryce, good player. They brought a player for Ty, which I told them they could last week because they only had six. Um, but, yeah, Bobby... Vinny Ficino re- didn't show up either? Vinny Ficino was there. Oh, okay. They only had six, though. Um, I was... I'm listen. Bobby has been one of the best players in the league the entire season, and at the moment he could have my vote for MVP. And there's a couple other guys where they really could have my vote for MVP. But mm-hmm. Bobby is without a doubt in the top three in my mind. Okay. Uh, and last question on a section before we move on to the next game here. Um, how do you think you know 
how do you think they looked the supporting cast guys we we, we know we always talk about Joe mm-hmm. and Nick and Drit the week how do you think the other guys looked this week no they are all way more confident they were than they were in week 1 mm. they all have stepped up big Joe has has had to do a little bit less of the scoring load i think Tompkins and Drayton have finally found their roles on this team and really are doing a very good job dominating teams inside and um just making sure that they're doing their part to help Joe out i I've been saying it for a couple weeks. I think they're a team that is getting better each week, and you do not want to see them in the playoffs because they're a team that they slow. For some reason, no no team has been able to make them play a different style than the style they want to play, which for the most part is slow it down, run a half-court offense, make sure they get a good shot each time. So I would not want to see them in the first round. The I would not want to see Joe in the first Joe round. Because Joe is the type he's of kid that can, He's too intense. I would not want to see him in the first he's round. He's the type of kid that can go for 35 and end your playoff chances in week one. State champ. He's proven winner. He's proven, proven winner. Proven Tim, Tompkins, Drayton, all proven. Vela, all on the state championship team, all proven winners. Instead of talking about the stats each week, because honestly, I just forgot to bring them here, and I'm not gonna, we're not gonna pause the podcast so I can yeah. go home and get them. We're gonna do a bunch of other stuff with the, uh, this podcast, lead leaders, award uh, finalists, semifinalists, kind of thing. People in our eyes that we believe deserve to be in the conversations for the awards. So we're gonna do a bunch of that stuff. We're gonna mention a lot of guys. So no stats for the games, but if you saw the Instagram, you saw who went off this week. Mm. All right, let's move on to the next game of the day here, which yep. was the one versus two matchup. Was the first game of the day, Bad Boys versus Wolfpack. Uh, I think everyone leaks kind of been looking forward to this one. I was not there; I didn't get to see it in person, but I did go back and rewatch the entire game two nights ago because I honestly wanted to see what happened. Yeah. Um, really, the Bad Boys went got out in front like by a lot. I'm talking like 15, 20 in the first five, six minutes of the game. Deshaun and Rashid were both late to the game, which definitely hurts them because those are two guys that really handle a lot of the scoring. Um, Purple's, purple. Wolfpack's offense was very slow and stagnant. Uh, they were taking a lot of rush shots, a lot of some, either they were taking a lot of rush shots or they were long possessions that ended in not good shots in my opinion. Um, once Rashid and Deshaun kind of got into the flow of the game, then if you saw, if you watched, when they showed up from that moment on, it was about an even game in terms of scoring. So I would love to see when the teams are at full strength. But the bad boys, no pop city there. No, either no pop city either. I'm not, and there's no excuses going no. around. You show up with the guys you got and you play. And the bad boys, they took care of business. They went out there. They took control. They took control of the game. Were up by 20 at halftime, and they never. They uh, actually at one point in the game, right out of half. I always say Deshaun comes out of the half with a, a aggression and he wants to turn up the intensity, and he did that, and they cut it to 13. But then the bad boys just said, "Nah, we're not letting this happen," and they pushed it back to 23 what about 2k tom this week with making his first appearance on the instagram six seven for three yeah uh, um i don't know why maybe one of they, the deseglis always gets off right yeah it, se- it seems like one of them always ends up getting their turn getting their shots up and going off as you would say um i couldn't really understand watching the film why the wolf pack were just leaving tom deseglis wide open now i don't know how often people check the stats now before this game tom deseglis three-point percentage was not very good he just hadn't had a good a great year thus far shooting the ball but if you know Tom, and I know some of the kids on the Wolfpack know who Tom is as a basketball player, you know he's a lights-out shooter, and if he's open, he's going to knock down shots. And the one that he missed was a wide-open shot, and I couldn't believe. He should have honestly been 7 for 7 from 3. Mm. So the bad boys, they got a great effort out of everyone. Christian finished with 20 points, 8 rebounds. Sean had, uh, it, it on the Instagram, said 16, but I went back and looked. It was 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 Ooh. assists. He had a great game. 
He's been lighting it up from three, which is something that we don't usually see out of Sean. That's something Sean that, is in a groove right now. Sean is in a groove, and I hate that this week. Yeah, the league he's got a rhythm now. He's, he's got to get out of rhythm. Um, no, they they played great all around. And one thing that uh, Husson, because Husson's at a lot of the games, so he sees a lot of the teams play. And one thing he says about the bad boys is that their chemistry is the best in the league, and it's not mm. even close. He said that even though Christian and KP, they're like the guys on that team, when they get doubled, they don't shoot it. They pass it out. They get the ball to the open guys. They all trust each other on that team, and I think they are currently the favorite to win the championship. Ooh. And I actually, not that I don't think it's, I think it's close, obviously, because the Wolfpack have the um, the skill to match up with them. I just think the bad boys play the best together. Wow. And I think they are the, they are my favorite currently to win the championship. I yeah. like that. Um, I could see, we're going to do a finals MVP as well. Oh, 100%. In, in this league. And there will uh, be trophies. Do not worry about I that. I like, I like, Christian right now I think he we talk about him every week as one of the best players in the league I didn't see this week but just the stats I just know he had an efficient Super game efficient as well game again. and I heard he was playing really good defense and what Augie texted me and said uh, he's playing really good defense mm-hmm. I just want to read what uh, what Augie said because he wanted Bef- to get that on yeah, the Yeah before you before you get to that text I want I'm honestly completely forgot about that Christian gave Deshaun everything he could handle Deshaun still finished with 22 points but that was probably the hardest 22 points that Deshaun ever got He said uh, this is from Augie uh, Deshaun was late versus the bad boys but uh, and he wasn't able to get in rhythm because of it he said christian played the best defense that i've seen so far on Deshaun, and he was great offensively as well and they couldn't stop tom from three so kind of everything that you touched on there yeah. uh, I, I just think that's a game that you could potentially that's a potential championship matchup some would say that's the championship preview so um, i'm looking forward to hopefully seeing those two teams play again if it came down to it, I'm really upset that uh, I missed this one. Mm-hmm. I'm upset that Deshaun came late and she came late. I, I would have liked to see just a full, clean game, yeah. no excuses, no anything like that. I don't think not, not we that some, Wolfpack no, is making We have excuses. some question marks. There's some question marks Yeah, now, there is. There is some question there's marks. There's no question marks in my mind. I think the mm-hmm. bad boys are the best team in the league. All right, I like that, Kurtzman. Let's move on to the next game here. The Kings versus the Flippers, Kurtzman. This game, this was the upset. This was the upset that the Kings absolutely needed. Um... They didn't have Connor. We told him they cannot bring Connor anymore because he swings the pendulum of the league yes. and makes the Kings a much better team than they are without him. And that's not a slight to the Connor makes every team a Connor much better would make, team. <laughs> Connor would literally make every Connor would make basically almost every team a championship level team if he gets added to their squad. So I think just for the sake of the competitive balance of the league and how the league's gone so far, um, he is. We're not going to allow him to continue playing for them, but. We love Liam, you, Connor. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. See, see you in the first round of the of the football draft. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but let's get back to the game real quick. The Kings came out, and they fed off of the shit-talking by the Flippas. Mm. Joe Matano, he... I always say he has so many shots where the ball just rims out. And I'm like, wow, he could have 25 this game, but the shots just aren't falling today. In this game, they were falling. He was hitting his shots. He was getting to where he wanted to. And he was feeding off the energy that the flippers were giving him, basically. They're yelling, that shit's not good. As soon as the shot goes up and it goes in, he looks at them and says, yeah, what's up? Like, <laughs> No, he was. He did it multiple times on the court. And I was like, listen, if you're going to go out there and beat the flippers, you have to go out there and match their intensity. And the Kings absolutely did that from top to bottom on the roster. If you saw the Instagram... Liam and Joe both finished with over 20 points this week. That's usually... Best lead. performance of the year from them. That usually leads court. to a win. And I think they're feeding off of a little momentum. And I hate that we're not playing. We didn't play this week because yeah. there's teams that are feeding off the momentum of the season and they're getting better. And the Kings are fighting for a playoff spot. They've lost to some critical teams that they needed to beat. But with the way the schedule is going to work, they're going to have their. They're going to control their own destiny and getting to the championship. We're going to talk about. I mean, it's getting to the playoffs. We're going to talk about the rest of the schedule uh, later and who teams have to play and who they're going to have to beat to make the playoffs. But uh, the Kings put themselves in prime position to get into the playoffs after 
basically us kind of writing them off after five weeks. What's wrong with the Flippers right now? Three straight losses, one to the Wolfpack, and then they've lost to two teams that I believe they have more talent than, but they just weren't able to close the door. I saw Jack Starner had 20. Jack Starner did have a very good game. Jack also missed uh, two threes with under 10 seconds left in the game. Oh, no, with under a minute left in the game to tie slash put them ahead. Mm. Um, that, and that's not, there's no slight to Jack. Jack, oh, had yeah, a, yeah. Jack had a good game, just the, the, the clutch shots and the critical moments just didn't fall for them. Uh, they just aren't really playing defense. They're allowing teams to get what they want. I, I don't know if that's a um, an effort thing, if that's just maybe they're getting exposed a little bit. I'm not sure. I know they only had five guys against A-section, but they had a full team against uh, the Kings, a team that I believe that they should have been able to handle. Be, been able to handle. I'm not going to say handle yeah. easily because the Kings have two very good players that can keep them in every game. Um, I, Julia shot one of ten from three. That's Ooh. the first. That's the first. Okay. That was the first thing when I looked at the stat sheet for the Flippers and I said, "What was wrong with them?" Julia shot one of ten from three. Julius didn't have his normal game. Um, Gorky played very well, and we haven't seen Gorky play well in a while, which I expected on a, against a Kings team that doesn't really have anyone that's over like six foot one. So he should have dominated, which he did. But once again, they just weren't playing defense. They weren't getting the stops. They were uh, lazy in transition defense, wide open shots for the, uh, for the Kings. And I think the Kings, listen, they hit they hit a lot of shots. They probably shot over fifty percent uh, on the game, but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take away from what they did, but the Flippers just look like they're kind of out of it on the defensive end. Mm, all right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else I can say about this game. No, I, I talked to Julius. Um, I well, actually, I found out that him and Jack watch tape every game. Oh, he told me that. Yeah, they watch tape. He, he texts me. Because so I'm not like, worried. I'm not worried about them. They know what they have to fix. Uh, Julius is still very confident. He still, still doesn't think he still thinks he's winning it all in the playoffs. So um, I'm not worried about the Flippers. I think they do have to pick it up though. And I think, you know, what's going to be telling you over this break is who's playing basketball over this break? Are people going to come out and be rusty? Or are people going to come out and be and be hot? I think I think the Flippers are going to continue to play basketball over this break. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, the, I just wanted to say oh, one God, more yeah, thing yeah. just about um, Jack Starner. Yeah. You're a, a demon on defense. Yeah, Jack... One Jack of the best on-ball defenders in the league by far. Uh, look for him to be on a first-team first, a first team all-defense, at least in my voting. He will be one on a first-team. I think he gives the other team's main ball handler fits. a, a lot of fits. Picks full court, you're not... Pick, yeah. You're not... You, have, you don't have a second to break. Like he's on you, he's on your hip. Other guys, Tom Garvey, Christian, Sean, just guys that really just every week bring it on the defensive end. All right, let's move on to the, the last game of Sunday. The last game of Sunday here, which was the waiver wire Warriors against injured reserve. Against injured reserve. This was a game that both teams needed if they wanted to make the playoffs, and the injured reserve came out and got it done. And they, from the moment the game started, the intensity was better for them. The shot making was better for them. Basically, they were just controlling. They controlled the game from start to finish. I think they got up to a, a pretty convincing lead off uh, off rip within the first five six minutes. Mike was getting a lot of easy transition layups. Jimbo was hit, was stayed hot from the previous week where he had twenty nine. Uh, TZ had a very good game, very efficient game out of him. I know he's a volume shooter, but his shots were really falling today. Uh, today last Sunday so I was very happy to see because I think they're another team that's really coming together as the weeks go on they just continue to improve every week and yeah I'm happy to see injuries are finally coming together on the other side of the game the other side the waiver wire warriors without case on Jelani again um had to rely on Zach to do a lot of the scoring Zach had a really just didn't have a good game he shot like four of 20 from the field mm. um draw still picking it up on the boards TJ Regan another great game I think he I still say it every week he's touched the ball more on offense uh 
need to the team needs to move the ball more, needs to play more as a team. I think that's a tough thing to do when you're playing with a bunch of guys you don't really know, which is also yeah. the fear of putting together a free agent team. How are they actually going to play together? I just want to shout out to those guys for showing up every week, though. Yeah, I can is... understand. I can understand not wanting to show up when the team is losing every week, basically. But and and just the fact that we had to throw you guys all together last second. Um, no I, real big man. There's like... I first off, I would love for every one of those guys to be in the football league coming up. Yeah. And I think for the basketball league now, they're going to sit there and say we need to bring our own team in and we're going to get it done. So shout out to the guys in the Waiver Wire Warriors who've shown up every week and, and you know, giving us games. So Yeah, no. Uh, Q, Jarwar, Joe DeMeo, you guys come out every week. Zach, every single week. Um, I would love to have seen Kaysan and Jelani there because I think that would have made a huge yeah. difference in the game, obviously. It takes the the dribbling load, I guess, away from Zach. But I still think they have a lot of capable guys on the team. Uh, TJ Regan started off season slow, but he's been one of the premier players in the league honestly in the last couple weeks he's been doing a lot very well for them he's been on the instagram two of the last three weeks i believe and uh they still have a shot at the playoffs they'd have to win out and get a little bit of help from other teams but hey take care of your business and then hopefully other teams take care of the rest of the business for you. All right, let's get into the last game. Oh, injury here. reserve. No, injury reserve oh. won the game. I just want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Injury yeah. reserve won the game by 20 or 15, I think, ended up being the final score. Um, they put themselves in prime position to basically lock up, a, lock up a playoff spot. They might not actually have to win another game, but another win would definitely clinch them a playoff spot. But being 3-5, and five, being the seventh seed, um, good position to be in with two weeks to go. And, uh, yeah, that was all the games from Sunday. We, now let's go to the Saturday game where I can actually talk about because oh, yes, you were there. I was there and I was a one man refing crew. Oh yeah, on Saturday the refs. So uh, backstory: the refs completely ghosted me at around four twenty five for a four thirty <laughs> start or a three thirty five three twenty five for a three thirty start, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I felt terrible about it, but both teams said, "Hey, listen, TJ's gonna ref the game." And that's just going to be it. I think you did a very good job for only being the only ref there. I will say that. I think there were you didn't really impact the game. Like you didn't you didn't put an impact on the game. The people could be like, oh, the refs the reason we lost, or oh, the refs the reason we won type thing. So that's where I'm going to sit on that. Um, thank you, Crispin, for yeah, that. Hundred um, percent. I definitely missed some calls in this one, but uh, Wolfpack Wolf Wolfpack versus Hard Over Height. I just wanted to start this one off by uh, shouting Jason Gomes out. Uh, I've been playing with Jason forever. I, I've been I said this on a few podcasts to go to. Jason is just so impressive now, so good towards the rim, passing the ball, defense, everything. Jason is so good at basketball now. He is just he's just one of the guys to look at in in our town in any men's league now. And I just think of as one of the elite players in the league in any league. Uh, Jason's super tough. I want to start off with that. On the other hand, Deshaun is amazing um his ability just to hit shots and the timeliness the the way he hits the shots the the daggers just every time they they uh, hard over height would would, you know cut it to four or cut it to three Deshaun just pulls up from 30 cash um I thought they did a really good job of making Deshaun work but he at the end of the day he's too good he hits too many difficult shots he hits shots from places other guys in the league do not hit shots from uh he's was phenomenal in this game i thought taz played his best game of the season he came alive in this one he was he was really good um i i just thought it came down to you know and then they had the the play of the year with the alley-oop from deshaun to sheed in transition uh it was a really good game high scoring again hard over height was without nick zalik 
I thought that made a huge difference. I thought maybe they could have pulled out the dub if Nick Zalek uh, was in this game. I thought his athleticism, height, and aggressiveness would have would have helped them out a lot there. Uh, Dylan Sheree played a really good game as well in this one. Uh, they they it was a really good game. Pretty evenly matched teams. Just at the end of the day, Wolfpack. They just hit a little bit more difficult shots and, and played a little bit better defense when they needed to. Uh, finished as a really close one. I'm pretty sure it finished as a... 91-83, but yeah. there was a last-second three, three that from, went in. So it, was a, it was about a five-point game the entire time. Uh, I was super impressed by Harvard Height being able to... They Every week, they come out and they just score. They have, they have We were just talking about this off the air about how teams back then didn't have a lot of guys on the team that you were afraid of to score. Hardover Height has five guys on the court at all times, basically, that can hit shots and can make plays for their team on, a, on the offensive and defensive end. I want to shout out Kyle Baker. Played very good defense on yeah, Deshaun, yes, but yes. like you just said, at the end of the day, your hand could be there every single time, but Deshaun's just going to do what he does and get his get his every single time. I think I don't think he's gone a week without, really without showing up for the most yeah. part. I think, if anything, Sunday was the first time he didn't show up because but, he came late but yeah <laughs> came late didn't stretch and still had 22 four and four so like he's one of the premier players in the league yeah. probably gonna see him on the first team uh mvp he's another guy yeah. you're looking at as mvp of the league um yeah so i i don't think hard over height should worry because i think every team they've lost to they've lost in a super close game and i think it just comes down to at the very end of the game who makes shots and who doesn't and uh they just haven't been able to maybe execute at the very end of the game. All right. Uh, I think that's kind of it for last week's recap. We said it was going to be short. We went 30 minutes on it. Whatever. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I didn't feel like 30 minutes. I felt like a lot less, let's, honestly. But. Let's, uh, let's go into our league leaders here now. Yeah. So If you well, look on the website. So if you look on the website, beardownsa.com, you can all these uh, stats and leaderboards, are, everything is there. All the information is available. All you have to do is just click the stats drop-down tab on the homepage. And it'll bring you to the Excel sheet. With yeah, so it'll bring you right to working the Working on sheet. getting a new table format for that, but that will probably debut for the Football League in the summer. But the stats are all up, and I was... I really was going through the stats, and I think some of the stuff honestly surprises me, but then you think about, like, in a 10-game season where only eight games have been played, one bad game or one really good game can kind of shoot Ooh, up yeah, your average one way or the other. So... Sometimes you might think, oh, I'm averaging, I'm only averaging 16. It feels like I'm averaging 20. But like, if you had, one, if you had game, one game, yeah. you had 11. Like that brings your average down. But yeah, all the stats are updated basically. So I um, wanted to do this. What you want to do? Yeah, because I didn't know. How I, you were I wanted. To, I wanted to start off by saying we're going to obviously take the stats into effect when we are or stats into account when we are giving out our awards. So I just wanted to talk about the awards that we're going to be giving out. Yeah, MVP award. We're gonna do a finals MVP award as well for the for the playoffs championship. Yeah. Um, I think we should do like a playoff. It should be more of like a playoff, playoff MVP, MVP. Okay. which also which incorporates all the games. But obviously, it's only gonna to go to one of the two the team who wins. Prop more than yeah, likely, the, yeah. the, uh, the best player on the team who yes. wins. Um, we're gonna do first and second all team defense. We are doing three teams of all BDSA, so first team, second team, and third team, like how they do in the NBA. No positional, no positional uh, requirements. requirements. It's no, going to be the, yes. It's going to be who the voters believe are the fifteen best players in the league. Yes, we're going to do a on top of uh, the all defense. Are we doing defensive player of the year? We should definitely, and we De- will definitely. Defensive yeah. player of the year will will be handed out. Um, we'll do six man. Of the year. Yeah. That'll go basically to someone that we believe isn't one of, like, the top three guys on their team. Maybe yes. they, they might not necessarily have to come off the bench. I know six-man in the NBA is someone who comes off the bench, but if we believe you're someone who's not role one player of the year yeah, award. Yeah, more like a role player of the year award. Someone who's not one of the top three, like, ball handlers on their team. Someone who just kind of 
does their role plays their role the best way and also stats will come into that for sure glue guy of the year glue guy yeah that'll glue be guy uh, of the year that's pretty much it for the awards next basketball season we'll do a rookie of the year we'll do a sleeper of the year that's because we'll have guys that you know are going to be their first time in this this is everyone's a rookie right now for the basketball season because it's our first time doing it and as far as sleepers everyone is a sleeper because we didn't really know anyone who who played in this league they're like like who are we gonna do sleeper of the year bobby marquez like no like He's not a, he's only a sleeper to us because we never seen him play before. Anyone else who's ever seen Bobby play was probably Knows like what he was doing. It was no, like this yeah. kid is not a sleeper. They know what you know, they know what he's about to do. So uh those are our awards, Kurtzman. Let's get into um let, let's I'll, I'll turn it over to you here if you want to read some of the uh or if you want me to read, I don't care. No, I mean like I think uh points per game wise. Let's go top five yeah, for each category. We'll do top five each category. Actually, for points per game, I want to do everyone over twenty. I think okay, if yeah. you're averaging twenty points, you deserve to be recognized. Uh so far this season, in 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 order, Deshaun Robinson, 33 points a game. Not doesn't surprise me. By Marquez, 30.8 points per game. Kaysan, 25 points per game. Zach Moran, 24 points per game. Christian, 23. R dubs, 22. Joe Piscopo, 20.7. Abdul, 20.5. Um, other guys who we usually see score a lot. Julius with 18, KP with 18, Majid 18, Ty Boogie 17, and that's basically the guys who highlight the points per game leaders. Yeah. I tried to highlight each team. Liam, 16 points per game for the Kings. Let's go uh, now to rebounds. I expected more people to average more over over 10 rebounds a game. There's only three guys in the league who average 10 rebounds or more a game. That's Gorky leading the league with 11 rebounds per game. Drayton with 10, two of probably the taller guys in the league. Uh, Aiden also averaging 10, not as many games played, but listen, you're averaging 10, that means you get 10 a game. Uh, Christian, 8. Bryce, for the big man for underdogs, 8. True, only played one game, but has eight, had 8 rebounds. Nick Tompkins, 8. Uh, big Al. 7.7 rebounds per game. Abdul, a guard, Pops seven in. and a half, seven and a half. He's doing a lot. He always does a lot of everything, blocks, rebounding. Bobby Marquez, the guy we talk about a lot, still averages seven rebounds a game. Lolly, seven rebounds a game. That's a role player guy who maybe is considered yeah. for role player of the year. Um, yeah, that's for rebounds. Assist-wise, we're going to give a little disclaimer here. I think assists... I think assists are the most missed stats. Um, as a guy who does the stats, I feel like if I were to miss a stat, it would be the assist because... You're counting in the rebound. You're doing the uh, turnover or steal, whatever it may be. Uh, you know and, and that usually leads to an assist. A lot of buckets in this league are ISO buckets, as it is. That's for um, sure. There's not a lot of plays being ran, obviously. So the assists Which aren't that crazy. To assist, but so I feel like the assists they could be down a little bit. If you feel like you average more assists, you're probably right. I feel like that would be the stat that we did, we would have to improve on the most. So I would say that and turnovers. Yeah. But no one wants to see their turnovers. Yeah. Of course. But uh, no, we keep track. Jelani. Six assists a game, R-Dubs, five, Deshaun, 4.8, Joe Matano, 4.4. He's someone that I feel like I thought averaged more, but like you said, there's a lot of ISO buckets given out in this league, so um, the assists definitely are down. Shafiq, another great passer, 4.3, Sean McCray, 4.1, Mike Dino, 4, Christian, 3.6, Julius, 3.5. So a lot of guys that get everyone else involved, usually the high-usage guys, guys dribbling the ball, are usually the ones getting the big assist. Um, blocks per game. Oh no! So I'm sorry. Steals per game. Uh, a big man leads the way. Gorky 1.7, uh, Shafiq 1.6, Steve Strom 1.6, Gonzo 1.6. Love to mm, love to see okay, Jeremy. Jay Gonzo. Okay, Jay Gonzo. I feel like every week when I'm putting the stats in, he always has a, a steal or two. So that doesn't surprise me to see him up there. Bobby 1.4 steals. Julian, uh, Jelani, Julian, Jelani 1.3, Julius 1.2, 1.3, Jack 1.3. So that's normal numbers for steals per game and for blocks. 
doesn't surprise me that the guys at the top of the list are two of the probably tallest guys in the league, Aiden and Rashid. But a guy that you don't expect to maybe have a lot of blocks, Will, third in the league in blocks per game. I say he's one of the better defensive players in terms of just being in the right spot at the right time, maybe not being the best on-ball defender, but he's a very good team defender and he makes plays on defense so i'm not surprised to see him up there another guy a guard abdul uh, pop city averages 1.25 uh blocks per game majin and Jalen for grand grind uh round out like the top six. Oh, and you know what i'll give george in there too point eight <laughs> point eight blocks per game good, shit. good job george uh i think you know all these stats like you said are available on the website you just click the stats drop down it'll bring you right to the excel you can see uh, uh, sheet. where everyone's ranked if you didn't hear your name or you feel someone's maybe you, they were just outside where i stopped reading down the list so. i think the points per game is the most crazy thing to me i just can't believe that there's two guys in the league averaging over 30 that's just yeah that's that is that is crazy tough going back to what i said how like one really good game can uh infl- like in, inflate your stats Deshaun's 59 mm. something that definitely inflates his stats because we're only playing in a, a 10 game a nine game regular season so in one game he had 59 that's basically like him basically scoring uh two games worth of points in one game now that's not taking away from him averaging 33 because he still does about 30 a game regardless yeah but uh yeah, no, it's it, listen, it's very easy to inflate or deflate your stats based on one very good or bad performance. All right, so we have seven guys voting for the for these awards that we listed before. We're going to keep those names private. Well, obviously, you know, three of them are going to be me, TJ, and Augie. And then there'll be We're four people game. that are that are, are not, are, we will keep their names private, yeah. so no, there's no, no harassment. Basically, those four people, we know they're at almost every game, slash they watch almost every game, whether it be at the gym or when the videos come out. I believe their knowledge of the league is high enough to give out the awards these are also people that i don't believe will be in the running for the yeah. a few awards that we are handing out so i believe that there and also it's a men's league so i don't believe people are going to be like yeah biased. like if you're really like if, if, i don't believe any of the four people that aren't the three of us aren't going to make biased picks based on who they like or don't yeah. like or whatever it is but uh let's get into the uh the football league one day tournament information what do mm-hmm. we got on that yeah so the one day tournament listen teams are signing up i don't have a cap on team so if you have a team and you want to play sign up there's two weeks left until registration's over actually two weeks from today march 29th um i'm gonna order the jerseys for the event that next day so you need to have your team full team signed up every single player because i need to have a jersey a jersey size and a jersey number for every single player so that everyone gets um a jersey they're personalized no names on the back for the one day tournament um but it should be a really good game a really good day st john vianney high school starts at 10 o'clock first game will start at 10 o'clock regardless of when you show up the games will start at 10 o'clock registration opens i'm gonna be there at 8 30 so you can get there around nine o'clock to start registering for the event get time to warm up get see see the other teams that are going to be there see the schedule what's going to be happening all new information um i believe it was very well run the first time not tooting my own horn or anything like that i just feel like it was a very a calm one day. day was fire it was one it was a one day tournament very good day uh there was really no problems um just gonna say it now i know intensity gets high during these events because this we're playing you're playing for money you're playing for a cash prize at the end of the day so but let's just keep our heads stay calm yep. it's it's at the end of the day it's just a men's league it's just a one-day event so uh yeah it should be really good competition i know i have a team coming i i have two teams possibly coming from pennsylvania um team from howell teams that play 
regularly. So I don't want, don't just throw a bunch of guys together that you don't play. Maybe you should get a practice or two in before the tournament if you really want a chance to win this money. Um, the cash prize is going to be guaranteed probably over $1,500. I'm basically going to say that's basically that or more. There's going to be skills competitions, which will be for money. Uh, one pro player from each team will be allowed to. We might do a, uh, a little bit of like a team event kind of thing, like three or four guys and do like a, a little bit of a gauntlet kind of thing. Okay. Still planning that out, but there will be a couple skills competitions. Uh, quick details about the event. You're guaranteed three games. $50 per player gets you shirt, stats, videos, pictures, professionally done. Um, we'll have three cameras rolling at all times, so you'll be able to have games. Three games will be going on at one time. There will be two refs per game and a stats guy per game. I will be ro roaming around the entire event, the, the entire day. TJ will be up with the cameras, making sure they're all doing what they need to be doing. Uh, you guys know our picture guys, Deffy Def. I also have uh, uh, one of our good friends who does it, Will Morales. He'll be doing it as well, as well as I'm trying to find another one so that each field has their own photographer mm -hmm. as well as their own video person. Um, yeah, and that's really it. I really hope you guys sign up. I hope I see a lot of uh, old faces from my football leagues and from the basketball leagues, as well as new faces that I have not seen that hopefully join our leagues going forward. What about uh, summer football registration? Ooh, summer football registration. I'm looking to get that out ASAP. I'm just trying to finalize a couple of more things before getting it done. Expect that this week. Um, there's going to be an early bird special. So if you want to sign up early, solidify your spot at a lower price because I'm not dealing, I don't want to deal with the last minute registrations. I believe that if you sign up early, you deserve a little bit of a discount on the league. The league price is going up a little bit, not anything crazy. I promise you that, but all I, I needed more money to do more things for you guys. Yep. So you guys want more. I need more money to do more. I'm, that's just kind of how it works. And I'm in it for you guys. I want you guys to have the best experience possible. So let's just continue to make these leagues great because I'm not anything without you guys. Mm. I like that. It's a little uh, little performer right there. Oh, that, I'm, not, no. I'm not anything about but my fans. That wasn't no, but that wasn't that wasn't even cap or anything like no, that. That's true. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if they don't if people don't sign up, we don't get to have the great leagues that we've run. We're 40 minutes in. Oof, um, I, I was not geez. planning on it going this long at all. I said we were going to talk a little bit about you know sports life as a sports fan right Oof, now. Yeah. Uh, let's do that for five or ten minutes before we get out of here. Sure. I have been. In my world has just been in a downward spiral since they canceled the NBA. Um, it's just every night there's just nothing to do because I know there's a lot of people out there listening to this. Just every single night they watch the NBA, they watch college basketball, they bet on it. The brackets are now done. There's no March Madness. There's no baseball starting up. Just uh, NHL people. Who watch this is about to be the greatest three four weeks of sports, and it's taken away from us right now. It's been being put on hold. I want to do this, Crespin. Let's go this route. What do you recommend? Give me some things that you've been watching. What okay. are you going to recommend to someone out there who is just bored as hell, has nothing to do, so they're at the 42-minute mark of our podcast. That's yeah, how bored they that's are. That's how bored they are. What are you giving this person who is who is listening right now? Give them recommendations on what you've been watching. All right, so... If you all don't know, I'm a huge sports junkie who watches sports every night. Um, I should go to bed around 9, 30, 10 o'clock for work, and I end up going to bed around 12, 1 every night because I, there's sports on I want to watch. So things I've been watching to kind of just pass the time until we get back to live sports, I've been going back, at least for NBA, and just kind of reminding myself about some stuff that happened within the last 10 years. Um, I went back and watched a couple of the games, just the full highlights. Now I'm not watching two-hour full-length games. Um, of NBA Finals games, uh, seeing LeBron on the Heat against the Spurs, they went back to they went back the Heat went back to back and then the Heat 
played the Spurs back to back, went one and one against each other. So I've watched a lot of those games. I've tried to go back and watch the games before 2010. They're not as appealing to me, but I feel like if you do want to remember, there's a lot of things you forget about these games. Like I'll give you a quick one. 2013, game seven of the finals for Miami versus San Antonio, Chris Bosch went scoreless. I mm. bet a lot of people watching this that watch the NBA just as intently as me and you do didn't know that. But that's just something, that's one little thing that I picked up on. So I think if you're going to just need to pass the time, watch some old NBA highlights. Get your knowledge up of things that happened in the past because I know if you're a diehard sports fan, you have diehard sports fan conversations with other diehard sports fans and they get into arguments and you need contact. You need facts and you watch I just went back eyes. and rewatched this. This is what I picked up from the game. What I've been doing and it's just, it, it is it, I do this in the summer when there's no basketball. I go back and I watch a lot of old basketball and uh, I just watched the Dennis Rodman uh, little 30 for 30 documentary that ESPN did on him. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. If you've never seen that, that's a good watch. Um, I talked about it, not on the podcast yet, but the Bulls, uh, the Bulls documentary, the, you know, 20 hours worth of content there, instead of saying uh, the ESPN just put out another trailer for it, instead of saying, you know, coming in June, which is when it was originally uh, which was originally right supposed to come out. Finals. Now they're saying coming soon, which kind of makes me think they might try to fill the void with this, with this documentary, which is we know is going to be fire. So uh, definitely keep your eye out for that. Uh, I watched last night. I was talking to Kurtzman about it. I watched last night the uh, game six between LeBron James and the Cavs and Gilbert Arenas and the Wizards, where Gilbert's having a great game. And, you know, it kind of comes down to those free throws. LeBron tells him, hey, if you miss these free throws, we're going to win the game. Next thing you know, you got Damon Jones in the corner hitting the three to win the game. Uh, I just went back and watched, like, an older version of LeBron. And it's just so weird. Like, people were considering him, like, the best player in the league or one of the two, three best players in the league, him and Kobe, around that time. And I just feel like LeBron is so much better now. Like, his game, like, just the way he moved on the floor, like, he was just way more stiff. He wasn't as smooth. Uh, a lot more bounce to this step. Well, obviously, you know, LeBron's still one of the three most athletic guys in the NBA today, but uh, just the fact back then, he just he had just so much balance to him. It looked kind of looked like Zion in a way where, you know, Zion's just like overwhelming athletically. LeBron was just overwhelming people athletically. And even his passes, he was doing like a lot of jump passes, things that he doesn't do today. Just like watching a young LeBron and then looking at him now, it's just so crazy how much more polished he is right now than he was back in the day. The maturation um, of his game. I, I think, you know, going back and watching guys like Gilbert Arenas, going back and watching guys like Brandon Roy, which who, who I've been watching right now. Wow, um, you gave me something to probably Brandon Roy, Brandon Roy, when he he um, he has that comeback in, in the playoffs, he hasn't played, he comes back, he hits the bank game winner. I forget forget which game it is. Uh, it was really, really crazy. Um Another great series I love I love to rewatch the uh, Spurs versus Oklahoma City series in twenty six the, the year that LeBron the year that LeBron beat the seventy three and nine Warriors was that twenty sixteen oh, okay. yes twenty sixteen that series Lamarcus Aldridge was absolutely killing Serge Ibaka through the first three games of that series just couldn't stop him uh, that was a sixty seven win Spurs team they lost one game at home the entire season. Uh, it was just a very, very crazy. You know, they won six, seven games. They're a great team. OKC with Westbrook and Durant went in there and beat them. That was a really great series three watch. Um, in terms of just uh, other things, non-basketball, uh, I went back and I watched some Dan Marino highlights. 
And people who are who are our age, you know, they hear about Dan Marino and a lot of people's dads and stuff. They say, you know, Dan Marino is the most talented quarterback ever. Like people think Mahomes and Rodgers. A lot of the older generation, they they point towards Marino as the most talented guy. And if you just go watch the throws Marino was making, and you just think about inserting him into today's era and the way that they play today, Dan Marino is incredible. So if, if you have never watched it and you're just, and I'm kind of one of those people that are like, eh, everyone who played back then is nowhere near as good as the guys are today. Dan Marino is definitely as good, if not better than 99% of the NFL today. Okay. You have any, uh, you have any other uh, um, uh, recommendations? You have any other things that you're going to be like, what are you going to do when you go home and watch the sports right now? Uh, listen, I, I've had to work a lot, obviously this yeah. weekend, but I've just been trying to stay busy. Just, watching any kind of old highlights from really any sport that i want to watch like i've watched some nfl old nfl stuff i've watched some nfl stuff from this year because mm. that stuff's exciting to me like yeah i just think you need to rem- you need to just remind yourself of stuff that happened within the last 10 years that's what i'm kind of focusing on last decade last, yeah, the decade, last decade of decade. the league last decade of those the sports world you f- see a lot of great things that have crazy moments big moments by big time players making big time shots big time plays that's what I'm looking at. I'm just trying to keep myself excited about sports because, like you just said, this is. I I came home. This is actually I came home the day that they shut down the NBA, and I said this is probably the worst like day in my life. Like, yeah, there's the no sports on. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, what, in my life, you've never. None of us have ever gone t- through a time where we didn't have any sports of any kind on. There is no sports, no live sports going on. No, no betting, new content. No, no betting. The, I didn't bet for this basically this entire year. I I was getting ready to really bet these next we couple of weeks. Because you made a little return. I made a little return. I'm, I was up a I was up a little bit of money this week, and I was getting ready to bet the rest of the weekend. And then they shut down everything. So I guess maybe it saved a little money in my pockets. But terrible. It's a terrible time for sports fans. I just hope that this coronavirus <laughs> is able to be contained. It's able to be quarantined, yes. and we're able to. Hopefully, my I asked you a couple nights ago on the phone. Do you think the NBA is actually only stopped for thirty days? And at the time, you I said was optimistic, yes. And then I listened to Bill Simmons' podcast. And, and now you say it's over forever. <laughs> I think it's over. I think the NBA is never coming back, and it's just very disheartening. I think he's also being a little pessimistic, yeah. but I think that's just TJ being his uh, over overzealous self in terms of his predictions. But I also said a couple days ago, I believe it was going to be closer to 45 days. Because mm. I think that... Even if the 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 virus is con- contained and it's not in any of the NBA players in 30 days, the players need time to get back into the flow of things. You can't just stop guys from playing for 30 days and then just say, "All right, get back on the court next tomorrow night and you're gonna play." Yeah, I just just anything to give me the NBA back. I just don't want the season to be lost. I want to see LeBron get that ring. But did you see what Spencer Dinwiddie tweeted? I did. We <laughs> talked about it. I know. I wanted to get your, I, you. Want you to get your pain out on it? I think it's a. I think there's a. I think there's a very funny idea that if it did happen, I think it would be super electric and would put a lot of fans in the seats and a lot of fans in front of their. T- uh, oh, actually, no. It probably wouldn't put fans in the seats because they're probably not going to yeah, have fans no, for the no. rest of the year. I, but it would put a lot of fans' eyes on the TV. I think they come back with with no fans. That would be my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when the league is resumed, there's going to be no fans at first, and then they'll gradually let people in. Um, just everyone out there, we're going to wrap it up here. Stay strong. Everyone out there, stay safe. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys as soon as possible. If you made it this far in the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple or you follow us on SoundCloud. You're loyal as fuck. And, yeah, shout out to you. If you if you made it this far, uh, send us a DM. Send me a Kurtzman a DM if you've made it this far in yeah. the podcast. Yeah, facts. If, you, if you're <laughs> hearing this. Yeah. The code word is uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys.